Okay, so who's going first? Well, welcome back to Justifiable episode 9. I think we finally figured that out. Probably not. If this is wrong, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm doing a bunch of kind of short unsolved cases. So I can do one. You can do your story. I can do like one more. Something like that. Okay, I know the first one that's up there. You know about that? Yep, I do. Do you want me to do a different one then? Well, just if you scroll down. Just which one do I not know? This one. I know that one. Of course you do. It's the Black Dahlia. It's extremely known. The icebox. That sounds familiar. Uh, I don't think I've, I've heard that one. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm just on a website that has unsolved murder cases. Yeah, but the so. Black Dahlia, have, have you not heard of that? No, I don't. <laughs> okay, well then I'm doing that one. Have you read it? No, okay, I haven't read then, any of these. Because then I can present that to you. It's extremely well known. They made like several movies about it. I'm surprised you don't know. No, I have absolutely no clue. I bet like once somebody starts talking about it, I'll probably like get she it. She was cut from your... Nope. Okay. Then, then yeah, that's that's my next one, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> now you know. Um, so I'm doing the Icebox Murderers, and I'm just going to read what I have on here. So on June 23rd of 1965, Houston patrolmen paid a standard visit to the house of the elderly couple Fred and Edwina Rogers. To their surprise, they found the house empty and were probably on their way out when one of them decided to check the fridge. Charles Bullock, one of the patrolmen present that day, recalled the scene. Opened up a refrigerator and seen nothing but meat stacked in it. My partner standing next to me made the comment that it looked like somebody had butchered a hog. We didn't know it was a body until we got ready to close the refrigerator and we could see the head down in the bottom of the vegetable bin. There's a picture. (laughs) Oh, great! Police investigated and discovered that Fred, 81, and Edwina, 72, had actually been killed a week before they were placed in the refrigerator. Ew, that's decayed. (laughs) And Edwina had been brutally beaten and then shot, while Fred had his head crushed. His insides were later flushed down the toilet. Oh? Like, oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I like the headline that this newspaper says, Recluse son hunted in carving of parents put in refrigerator. That's an actual newspaper. I would read that newspaper. I would pay 25 cents. (laughs) (laughs) I would pay a quarter for that newspaper. Because that's how much they cost. The killer was never found, but the prime suspect was, and still is, the elderly couple's son, Charles, who was 43 years old at the time. No one could ever find him. He disappeared without a trace. However, recently, two Houstonians, Hugh and Martha Gardner, have declared that they would they have cracked the icebox murder case wide open. The Houstonian Houston? It literally said Houston. I know, but that's, that's a... Oh, Hugh. Yeah, but that's great. Like, that's funny. That your name is Hugh and you're a Houstonian. <laughs> Hugh the Houstonian. So according to Hugh and whatever his wife's name was, uh, Hugh and Martha. I can never say their last name. Martha! Martha May from Whoville. Martha May Whoville. Uh, so Charles, who was a geophysicist, was physically and emotionally abused by his parents from a young age. His parents lived in the house that was owned by Charles and constantly took out loans in his name. Tired of being constantly abused, Charles supposedly killed them. He then fled to Mexico. It is believed and soon made his way down to South America, where he continued working as a geophysicist. That is all we know. 
He is somewhere living his life in South America. <laughs> Having a great time. Having a uh, great time. Um, so I mean... Oh. I'll probably do like two or three of these. What's do the next one? This one? Yes. God damn it, Miranda. <laughs> I might fucking do it anyway. Do you recognize this man? Mm, I don't think I know that one. Cool. I'll do that one. Um, do you know these two? No. Okay, I'll do those two. Okay. Um, so I've been super excited to share mine with you. Cool. Because it is very different from what I've seen before. Stop breathing so loudly. It's my dog that she's talking to, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> like, imagine. Ugh. He's a hot boy, okay? Leave him be. He's a hot boy. Hi, he Ranger. Just... Hello, boobsies. It's like the fact that he just sits there and, like, kind of stares at the lamp and is like. <laughs> <laughs> it <Yes>. is. <laughs> it's a monkey lamp. <laughs> okay. So. This is the Coons family murder, and Coons is spelled K-U-N-Z. Woo-woo. But it's pronounced Coons like a coon dog. Coon dog. So, the Coons house was barely fit to live in. There was no running water, and the only heating was a single wood-burning stove that the family also used for cooking. That would suck. This is a picture of their house. That's a nice house, though. Okay. (laughs) It's a very run-down house. It's a nice, it would, it would be, house. It would be nice if it were, like, renovated. Yeah, if it looked better, <laughs> it would be nice. All of the people were hoarders, and there was trash in every inch of the house, even outside of it. They had a television and a VCR. When the house was searched after the murders, an enormous library of sexual videotapes and magazines were found. Damn. It was believed that the family watched the adult films together. <laughs> this was furthered by a remark Helen Coons made to a store clerk a few weeks prior to her disappearance. The, uh, she stated that she was angry with her family for watching dirty movies on the VCR. It also, like, she just told a store clerk this. I am so angry. We all watch pornos together. I am so mad. It also seems that the Coons practiced romantic as well as familial love with one another. Prior to the murders, Helen slept in the same bed as her adult son, Randy, and Clarence, Mary, and Irene all slept together in the living room. It's believed that Kenny and Randy, the sons of Helen, were the children of their uncle Clarence. That is nasty. I came out of your vagina now to go back in. Like, that's Literally, gross as fuck. So, uh, the sons themselves believed that Clarence was their father as well. <laughs> You're not my dad. When Helen was pregnant in 1933, a neighbor named Frank Gums was convicted of raping the then 15-year-old. However, rumors circulated for decades that Clarence was the real father as Helena and him had an unusually close relationship. Kinney himself even believed that Clarence was his father. That's gross. (laughs) That is fucking gross. (laughs) The murders took place on the day after Independence Day in Athens, Wisconsin. Clarence Coons, 76, Irene Coons, 81, Mary, 72, and Randy, 30, were found with 22 caliber caliber bullet holes in their heads. So they were taken out, like, execution style. Damn. Damn. Kenneth Coons, Randy's brother, was the first person to discover the bodies. To make matters worse, Kenny noticed that his mother, Helen, was missing from the home. There was speculation that Helen, whom was 70 at the time, might have murdered her family. 
The idea was quickly left, and a search party was formed to locate the old woman. The community rallied around the hope that Helen would someday be found and created t-shirts and buttons with Where's Helen printed on the front. (laughs) Her body was discovered nine months after the murders near a creek in Medford, Wisconsin. She also had a gunshot wound to the head. Dang. So they, like, took her somewhere and then killed her. Well, as soon as they found her, they had speculations that she killed them and then herself. Mm. Well, then. So a small-time criminal named Chris Jacobs was initially brought in for the murders. He was previously interacted with some of the coons regarding the purchase of a vehicle. Jacobs was pretty much the only non-family member to ever interact with the coons and actually go inside their house. Jacobs was acquitted for lack of evidence. His ex-girlfriend, Stacy, later came forward in 1993, claiming that Jacobs had confessed to her of murdering the family. Jacobs' public defender alleged that Stacy was trying to get revenge on Jacobs for breaking up with her. Even if the police wanted to take him back in due to double jeopardy, they couldn't bring him in on the same charge. So even if he did do it, they can't convict him for it because he's already been tried. They can convict him for, like, tax evasion, but they can't convict him for, like, murder. Yeah. That's shitty. When police went back to searching the house, it revealed how reclusive the family had become. They were unable to find any relatives, friends, or even acquaintances. It seemed as if they never spoke to anyone outside of the immediate family. Well, when your sister is your girlfriend and also your aunt, possibly mother, I'd, like, <laughs> I don't know. That's too many people in one person. I wouldn't talk to anybody else either. None of the family had jobs except Kenny, who worked at a cheese factory, but strangely, over $20,000 were found stashed throughout the home in cash. More strange was that whoever killed the Coons family didn't take any of it, some of which was found in plain sight. Or, at least, they didn't take $20,000 worth of it. It could have been a lot more, and they're like, $30,000 is enough. Another piece of evidence uh, were the 22 bullets... 22 caliber bullets that Helen purchased a few weeks before the murders. She had told the clerk that the bullets were for her son, who was going to kill some pesky blackbirds on their property. Oof. So who do you think, at like, at this point, be- like, before I finish, who do you think did it? At this point, it really points to Helen, who's just like, I bought bullets, I killed myself, I killed my family. Like, at this point, that's what I'm thinking, as well as If they've had all this money just laying around, like, I don't think Helen would take it because she's had it just sitting around and hasn't used it. Mm -hmm. So I don't see the point in her taking it, which would make sense. Even though Kenny was the person who discovered the murders, it quickly became clear that he wasn't a suspect because he was painfully shy and had a notably low IQ. So he was just dumb and shy. Yes. Wow. Which really doesn't acquit you of murder, but whatever. Like, being painfully shy. Like, I feel, shy, I feel like the like, stupid people are the ones that do murder people. Well, as well as, like, being painfully shy is nothing. Like, if you've been around the fam- like your family long enough, you'll still shoot them in the face, whether you're shy or not. This is like, the twist. So then, it was found that this wasn't the first time something like these murders had happened in the family. <laughs> There were ten of them, now there's five, and now there's none. (laughs) Anna. (laughs) See what I mean? Anna and Ignatz Coons, the parents. Ignatz. Ignatz. (laughs) Shut up. Ignatz. The parents of Helen, Irene, Clarence, and Mary had experienced the same thing early on in their marriage. In December of 1905, they were living with Ignatz's mother, Mary, in a home in Manitowic. 
One night, Anna returned home from work to find Ignax's brother had bludgeoned Mary to death in her bed. Uh After the murder, that brother joined the third brother in a mental institution. So mental... Uh, illness illness runs. runs in the family. And so, they're all incestuous. Yeah, so yeah. A swimming pool of crazy. <laughs> one, <laughs> one brother was already in the mental institution, and I forget why, but he had been there for a long time, since he was young. And then there was Ignatz, and there was the other brother, and the yeah, other brother right. murdered the mother and went to join the brother already in the mental asylum. Who, if, don't ever name your kid something fucking weird, too. They may survive, to be ca- called Ignat. <laughs> but my question is... What the fuck it's Ignads. Ignad? Like Nad? Ignats. It's I-G-N-A-T-Z. Poor girl. It's a dude. Oh, Ignats is a boy. Yes. Oh, I was like, if I ever called my kid Ignats, that's... that's a- Ignats is the husband of Anna and the parent of Helen, Irene, Clarence, okay. and Mary. Okay. I was like, Ignat's gonna have some problems. So, it's also none of the coons sold drugs. Oh my god, go take that ball from my dog. Oh my god, Ranger, I fucking hate you. We're in the middle of recording, and you just decide it's time to squeak your fucking ball. You can go ahead and just put it in this closet, so you don't have to walk all the way down. Your dad can never find it. <laughs> that one doesn't squeak, so it's all good. That's why I just kicked it at him. So, uh, like I was saying, it's also known that the coons sold drugs, and the thought was that Randy... So this is the, the final speculation. It was later found that Helen didn't kill herself or her family. Cool. Um, so this was the speculation, was that Randy owed his suppliers money for the drugs he was selling. He gave some of the drugs to Kenny to sell at his work in a local cheese factory and hoped to get the money back to pay off his debts to his suppliers. Kenny spent the night with cash in his pocket buying beer and fireworks. It's thought Kenny might have known the trouble his family was in, as that night instead of arriving home, he slept in his car and went back at five in the morning. The murders were thought to have occurred when the suppliers came to the Coons' home looking for money and took Helen as a hostage. When the brother didn't come home with the money, the suppliers went into the house and shot and killed everyone in it before returning to the car where an unsuspecting Helen was waiting. They drove further away, killed her, and dumped the body. Chris Jacobs was brought in on charges of kidnapping and was sentenced to 31 years. So they, as far as I know, they really found no good evidence to pin him as the actual ki- like killer, so they don't really know if he killed them or not. But he's been arrested for it. Damn. That's also crazy, but this is also what I don't get and how I feel like it's not the suppliers, because there was still $20,000, like, in plain sight, and they're like- Well, because "Mm." the thing is, is that the $20,000 they already had, uh, Randy, the brother, had some of the money that he owed them because he sold drugs, and then he gave the rest of the drugs to Kenny, so they didn't want to take anything in the house because that would pin it on somebody, so they only took the money that Randy owed them. So there was more than 20000 Yeah. Originally. And then didn't go after Kenny because then somebody would... could pin it on them. Yeah. Mm. That's, so that's all speculation. They don't know that. That's, and the last part is my speculation. Yeah. I don't know. Because I agree with you. It doesn't make sense if, if, like, if a supplier came to kill them, why they wouldn't take the money unless Randy had some of the stuff that he owed them on him. 
even then though, like twenty thousand dollars is twenty thousand dollars. Like if I am a drug dealer who just wants money, motherfucker, it's mine. <laughs> but maybe they're smart drug dealers, so they don't just steal money from the house. Granted, probably they probably could have stolen the money because nobody ever went in that house. Yeah, so nobody they, knew there they was twenty thousand just yeah, laying around. They wouldn't have known. So maybe think, maybe they're dumb. Who knows? I feel like they are a dumb drug dealer. Or but like then half again, blind. because <laughs> nobody had ever been in the house, there could have definitely been more than twenty thousand dollars, and they took as much as they could carry and left the rest. I would not. My car is money at that point motherfucker <laughs> somebody show it down their pants it's all mine <laughs> oh my goodness so can i can i do a side story yeah so i watch live pd Woo-woo. and because i love it like i love live pd therefore i would love to watch it all the time i just don't have sling to watch it all the time sorry Bye. <laughs> uh so there was so it was like live pd body cam and oh my god, it was intense as shit. So this dude got the the officer got called down to like a gas station, and when he got in, they said that a patron had come in and tried to steal alcohol from somebody else that was trying to like pay for it. Yeah, and Don't just steal alcohol like from a shelf, steal it from somebody who's paying for it. <laughs> yep. What? And that he might have had a gun, like they they didn't. I guess he didn't bring it out or something, but they said that he may have had a gun. And it's so the finger in the pocket trick. I'll fucking kill you all. <laughs> <laughs> and uh they point down the street and they're like, Yeah, he's right down there. And so the police officer goes, he's Okay, he's walking away. Stop. No, he's walking away. Oh, my mother is just standing at the bus Yeah, the stop. police officer wasn't far when the call was made, so the, he was oh, just okay. walking away. Um, he didn't get alcohol, but he walked away after, like, assaulting this person. (laughs) And so the officer comes up to him, and he has, like, uh, his taser out, of course, but it's kind of just down at his side, and he's like, you need to stop walking and get your hands out of your pockets. And this dude's talking on the phone, so he's got one hand in his, like, hoodie pocket, and the other hand is up. Uh, so it's the hand closest to the officer Mm -hmm. that's in his pocket, and the other hand is up holding a phone to, so he's talking to someone on the phone as this is happening. And, of course, so... for a pe- crazy-ass phone call. Yeah, for people that don't know, officers ask you to take your hands out of your pockets because they don't know if you have a gun and they don't want to be shot. They don't want to just be like, hey, what's up, dude? And, surprise, surprise, he's talking to this dude and he keeps going, you need... So, like, his voice raises every time and he says several times, you have to get your hands out of your pocket, put the phone down, stop walking, because he's still walking away. And, like, you're watching from the body cam as this dude quickly pulls a gun out and shoots the officer three times. Damn. Yeah, and the officer, of course, runs back to his fucking car. And then all you see is, like, you see this bloody hand come out to, like, touch the controls. And he's, like, breathing really heavy. And he's like, dispatch, dispatch, I've been shot, I've been shot, dispatch. And he's, like, freaking the fuck out because he's just been shot three oh, times. No, somebody just calmly, I've been shot. I need an ambulance. No, I've seen that. I've seen that. He got shot in the leg. Uh, there was a, one of the officers, officers got shot, shot in, in the leg. leg. And he just goes, yeah, I'm fine. I got shot in the leg. I need EMS. And they're like, you, are, are you okay? He's, he's like, like, I no, just got I'm shot fine. in the leg. Go get the suspect. Like okay, I like that he's like I'm fine. You've been shot. I'm fine. <laughs> Go get the suspect. Anyways, so 
uh, the and then he drops out of the car. Like he falls out of the car. No. And you just hear the radio that's going, we have somebody in route to you. Officer, officer, are you okay? Respond, pick up the radio. Because they're trying to make sure he's not dead. <laughs> and the person, so a, a bystander comes by and he's like, I just saw what happened. I'm going to take care of you. It's okay. Where are you shot? And then you hear him go, oh, God. And you're like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I don't even have a good perspective of this, but oh, no. Yeah, because you're like, fuck, he's going to die. I'm going to watch this guy die. <laughs> and so you just see kind of hands press on his chest. So he's been shot in the chest, apparently. And then the officer that fucking responds is this female officer that is his cousin. <laughs> so then it was so bad. Like, I almost cried watching it because uh, this officer doesn't know that it's her cousin. So she, like, gets out of the car and she goes, Quincy? Oh, my God, Quincy, baby. And she, like, runs at him and she's crying. She's like, Quincy, Quincy, baby, it's going to be okay. We're going to get you fixed. It's going to be okay. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> Mary Jane, I swear to God, just shut up and give me the hospital. And he's, like, not really talking. He's breathing heavy still. And he's kind of, like, he's not even moving. Like, the cam isn't moving. And then the EMS gets there, and the, the last thing he, he tells them is he grabs somebody, and he tells them the description of the guy, and that he has a gun, and where he ran, and then passes out. He lived. Okay, I was gonna like, He got he shot died? three times. Once in the chest, in the neck, and in the leg. And fucking lived. <laughs> I don't was, know if I would want to be a police officer. He was in that, a medical like, coma for a week. I wouldn't want to be a police officer after that. I'd be like, mm, good guys. I love you. I love my job. <laughs> so, yeah, that was my side story because it was intense as fuck. <laughs> wow. No, side story. Uh, in my story, somebody actually dies. It's my dog. Yeah, I put my dog down. Oh, my God. Amber. <laughs> this, this, is so- not, this is not okay. <laughs> uh, this is how. So, side note, I sound like a total jackass for saying it that way. This is how I deal with my emotions. I just fucking make jokes. No, um, I didn't know I was doing it today, but I put my dog down, like, an hour ago. So, hey, there's that. Um, but whatever. It's okay. I'm not gonna, like, cry. I've already done that way too fucking much. So, that was my side story. <laughs> good, good side story. Thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> Um, so I'm gonna do the Hall Mills murder, which is unsolved. On September 16th, 1922, two teenage lovers were out on a stroll when they discovered the bodies of a man and a woman lying under a crab apple tree, because that's important. Both of, both the man and the woman were dead. The man was shot once, the woman three times. That's anger. (laughs) Like, I kind of want to kill you, but like, I really want to kill you. Maybe I do know this story. Just keep going. I don't know yet. The bodies had been posed. Both the man and the woman's feet were pointed towards the apple tree. The man's hand was on the woman's neck and hers on his knee. The man's card was propped against his foot. A hat concealed the man's head and a scarf was wrapped around the woman's neck. It was later discovered that the woman's tongue had been cut out. Torn Torn love letters were scattered all around them. Oh, so this was like an angry lover. Yeah. This is an artist's concept of how the lovers were killed. Oh? So, like, shot him, went through him, and then, like, kind of grazed her lip was, like, the first bullet, I guess. Or went through her head as well. Yeah. The bodies of those were uh, Reverend Edward 
Healer Hall and Eleanor Renhart's Mills. So one of them was a priest. <laughs> the two had been lovers, but their affair was a complicated one. Mills was married to the church's janitor, and the and Hall was married to a wealthy woman named Frances Stevens Hall. So probably not even a jealous lover, just probably jealous spouses. Spouse. <laughs> the main murder suspect, which is... Uh... I've not heard of this, but I'm going to make a prediction right now. It was both of the spouses, and they conspired together. It's like they... unsolved, so... It... Oh, they don't know. Fuck! They don't know! <laughs> Nah. nah! Well, police, I'm telling you, it was both of them. They <laughs> found each other. It's the whole Carrie Underwood, like, song. Whatever. Slash slash your tires. Yeah, yeah. Carve my name. Run him over with a car. Break your car. <laughs> the it's, crime- it's that. <laughs> the crime scene was contaminated by souvenir hunters, and thus... What? <laughs> you, you see two dead bodies and you go, I'm going to take that. I Bye. I want pocket watch. I want that bitch's glove. All of <laughs> what? it. I don't what? get it. And you don't even like, you don't even call the police afterwards and go, hey, by the way, there's two dead bodies. You go, I'm taking these and peace out. <laughs> Fuck all you right. people, whoever it's you like are. like altered carbon. Just push your back down into the lake. It's not our problem. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. So there's contaminated and thus the police had nothing solid to go on until jane gibson better known as the pig woman excuse me just like you can arrest those people if you have dna on them because they they contaminated a fucking crime Crime scene scene. you can arrest them for that unless i'm wrong in that case i'm sorry but arrest them i just like that jane gibson was better known as the the pig woman oh that's upsetting well it's because she was a hog farmer who lived near the crime scene that's still like an upsetting, upsetting name. name i don't want to be titled you. the pig woman um but according to her on the night of september 14th she saw four people two men and two women in her cornfield gibson heard a woman yell explain these letters gunshots and then a woman shrieking henry i told you bitch and what the fuck you didn't tell anybody about this no <laughs> she was like None of my damn business. Because I know farmers. They're like, there's people on my property. Get your shotgun and kill them. Me. <laughs> she killed them. <gasps> oh, the no. real. The real murderer. I just love like, what are these letters? Henry. Well, yeah, because Henry was fucking shot. <laughs> like. <laughs> in a fucking cornfield. I like that these couples met up in a fucking cornfield. What are these letters? Oh my God. You just shot my husband. My fucker. Uh, I'm pretty sure they just shot her lover. Not her husband. No, because he was married as well. They were both married. Yeah, but I doubt that the spouse is upset about him being shot at this point, because I'm pretty sure it was the spouse that killed him. Maybe. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that was the woman going, oh my god, you're dead. Oh my god, I'm about to be dead. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Death isn't funny. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's kind of funny. Just kidding. The case was dismissed and no one was charged. Like, not even I the feel spouses. like you have enough evidence there. To, well, it's it's just the, the word of somebody else. But Hearsay. for me, I'd be like, you're convicted by. <laughs> right. Where were you on the night of this murder? Confronting my lover. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> but then four years later, a maid that had previously served the halls confessed that the reverend wanted to an- like annul his marriage and elope with the mills. So basically, he wanted to divorce his wife and fuck the other guy. <laughs> fuck who he was already fucking. Says the love letters. So he just wanted to divorce her and get with her. That's, that's not necessarily, like, a bad thing. It's not. But that's why it was, like... Yeah. A thing. 
The pig woman... Stop calling her that. Her name is Jane. The pig woman was once again called in to testify, but her testimony was deemed inaccurate. It didn't help that Gibson's mother, who sat in the front row, kept mumbling, Liar. 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 You're a fucking liar. Throughout the whole fucking court. Who's Gibson again? The pig woman. Her mom was in the front row of the fucking court going, liar. Why was her liar, mom saying, like, what the fuck is wrong with this? With these people? <laughs> I like that her mom's like, liar, liar, fucking liar. Throughout the testimony, thus further ruining Gibson's credibility, Miss Hall and her brothers, Henry and William, were, ac- like, acquitted. 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 I acquitted. acquitted. They were acquitted. They were acquitted. If the gloves don't fit, acquit. Do you not know that? What the fuck is wrong with you? I don't know, like, a whole bunch of shit, okay? I'm decently that's, smart, but I don't know. I can't, I can't think of... I don't of, have a repertoire. I can't think of his name all of a sudden. He's a famous dude that killed his famous wife. Ex-wife. I can tell you right now, because of the way I grew up, I don't know jack shit. Okay, now I'm, we're gonna have a double next time, and I'm gonna tell you both of them. Okay. Because I can tell you right now, for fuck's sake, I don't know. Hold on, let me, I have to look this up because it's killing me that I don't remember his name. That's okay. But yeah, like, a lot of things I don't know just because I've never just, like, randomly browsed the internet and been like, It's O.J. Simpson. You don't know that? I, like, no. I kind of know the O.J. case, but, like, not enough to, like... Well, quick just to, like cover that quote if somebody doesn't know basically there was a glove found at the found at the crime scene that was supposedly the glove Uh, of the glove doesn't fit a quid well because the thing was that they it wasn't even really a good thing because they had like freezed it and that kind of thing and to preserve whatever dna was on it uh and that actually happened like something happened where it ruined the dna and it shrunk the glove and so of course it didn't fit his hand and so his his uh attorney was like if it doesn't fit you must acquit. And they're like, well, <laughs> that's because we mishandled evidence. So. Yeah. yeah, no, I don't pay attention to stuff like that. Okay, so next week from me, the Black Dahlia and OJ Simpson. Uh, I just need to find better. So I just look up serial killers in Google and try to find something. That is my life of trying to find something. Maybe we should change this podcast and it's just Miranda tells Amber (laughs) well-known murder cases that she doesn't know. Honestly, you're right. (laughs) But I just need to find an actual, like, website to find this shit out on. There's a murder encyclopedia. I need to go to that. I've been to that, like, once or twice, but for some reason I never save it or remember it exists. So... (laughs) And the thing is, is, like, I found so many interesting murderers with, like, no details. I was like, why? What is your face? Why? <laughs> Excuse me? Well, I thought you just, like, saw something out the window and was like... <laughs> no, I was looking at my dog. Oh, your face just changed, like, oh, dramatically. Oh, looking at my dog. I was like, oh, my doggy. I don't know what's going on. Meow. Meow. So, yeah, that was fun. Okay, bye. This is one of, like, the shortest. (laughs) It's not our shortest. It's not? No. We've had, like, a 25, 24-minute one. We get really good at just talking through everything. So we're just like, done. Done. And then we have so many comments. See, I I was going to make that comment earlier with the shirt that's like, where's Helen? I was like, is Donna alive? No. I want that on a fucking shirt and pins. I think it was Deborah. Is it Deborah? I think it's Donna. 
Donna's fucking dead, just so you know. <laughs> I know Donna's fucking dead, but just because I want this to be like a fandom one day and I just want Where's Donna on a fucking pin. To be a joke and serious. Lick her feet, Ranger. Lick her feet. <laughs> <laughs> the one time he's like, no! No, never! You and my feet have a relationship I dislike. You and anybody just have a relationship I dislike. Including okay. myself. We're, we're gonna end <laughs> this here. Bye! Bye!